This episode of the Twin City Tone Podcast is brought to you by the following. Is it time to sell your home and upgrade to a new one? If so, call the only agent the Twin City Tone Podcast trusts. Tim Sheets of Remax Results has been serving the Twin Cities for the past decade. Give him a call at 651-578-2277. That's 651-578-2277. Or find him at SheetsSells.com. That's Sheets with a Z. Ill clothing. Are you an artist looking to brand yourself? Or maybe you have a brand and want to expand your network? If so, come down to Ill Clothing, home of Ill Cartel Music. Your one-stop shop for music videos, photo shoots, flyers, graphic design, and all your recording needs. Maybe you're looking to rent out a spot for your video shoot, listening party, or other private event. Come check us out at Ill. 522 North Concord, South St. Paul. For more info, call 651-734-5847. Now affiliated with Long Doe and Cherry Sky Studio. Ill gang, ill lifestyle, ill everything. Yo, well, let's get this started. What are you going to talk about? I'm talking about sampling records. Now they say about the crazy ones. The most. Hip hop means everything to me. This is my culture. Ha. Crazy man. You're, you're now rocking with the Twin City Tone Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. You know. I'm the king of my city. The Twin City Tone Podcast. They wanna marginalize. She wanna call her friends. They wanna socialize. Let's get money and celebrate. Money and celebrate. Let's get money and celebrate. Money and celebrate. Yeah, honey, is coming in. They wanna marginalize. She wanna call her friends. They wanna socialize. Let's get money and celebrate. Money and celebrate. Let's get money and celebrate. Money and celebrate. Yeah, honey, is coming in. Yeah, they wanna borrow time. Yeah, she wanna borrow dick. Damn, I get the hardest time, keep it real, I keep it hard to find, keep it real, I get it right on time, yeah, she wanna master crime, damn, I messed up all the trying, OD'd off rap, they ain't living right, drop another quarter piece, get my jewelry right, niggas ain't ballin' but they hoop the mics, they got pills and drink, let them choose it right, they get money and celebrate, money and celebrate. pop it and levitate, pop it and levitate. They, wanna socialize. they wanna socialize, change with the hesitate, yeah, I'm tryna mobilize, put another black nigga in the over office, they ain't really tryna move like they Stephen Hawkins, tell a nigga bust a move with the heater off him, I ain't in a mood but I ease it off me, I ain't in a Hood, but the streets is talking if the money ain't good then it's breach of bargain if the money ain't good then they breach of bargain there we go alright here we are episode 55 of the Twin City Tone yeah. podcast oh, 55 I go by the name of Twin City Tone. Big Wiz is my co-host. What's up? In here. He's in here with me. Yo, if you're listening to this right now and you have not already subscribed, please do so on iTunes and leave us a nice five-star review. Yes, Greatly appreciate that. If yeah. you're not already following me, follow me on all social media at Twin City Tone. Wiz, where can they follow you? Follow me at Big Wiz 612 There it is. And our special guest today... Mr. Mustard Seed himself. <laughs> Why, Kalik? Hey. hey! Glad you could join us, man. Yo, before we start, let them know where they can follow you, man. Man, they can follow me on any social media at Ykalik, W-H-Y-K-H-A-L-I-Q. All right. Ykalik.com. Yeah. It's all simple, man. I make sure people can find me on one, just one thing. Right, no doubt. Put in four or five different letters and numbers on Snapchat and something different on Instagram. Yeah, he got his algorithm down pat. Yeah, you got to make it as easy as possible for people to find No, it is. I hate that when you're trying to find an artist and they're like... Before I was Big Wiz one two three on one of them, and yep. I was Big Wiz spelled differently with an yep. underscore and three periods, and yep. that shit gets crazy, it gets man. Hard for yeah, like your, your it should be easy to just to Google up. you. 
yep. find you. Yeah, we got a legend that just joined the IG Live. Shout out to Juju from the legendary Beat Nuts. Oh, What's shit. up, OG? Beat Nuts in the building. Beat Nuts what in up, the building, dope? man. Yo, um, all right, so Wackley, we're going to jump right into it, man. Um, I like to get the backstory. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. sees where you are right now. Obviously, it didn't happen overnight. You've been grinding for a long time. I've seen yeah. your name out here for a minute. So let's take it all the way back, man. You know what I mean? Like, when did you first start getting into hip-hop and rhyming and all of that? And you uh, born and raised here? Yeah, you're yeah, from yeah, here, right? From St. Paul, yeah. St. Paul. <laughs> West Side? Yeah. That's where I live right now. Cool, man. Dope. Um, I'm West like, Side Wizard right now. I had, I had always, like, did music. Well, I, I won't say, like, did it, but, like, I had always wrote it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I played yeah. basketball all the way up to high school, so, like... Nobody knew me for like rapping. Everybody knew me for like, for ball, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I kept a Blackberry full of just raps. Like yeah. Hundreds of raps. Like you pull up any YouTube beat, it was, I'm ready. Right. Lil Wayne instrumentals, all that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it was like um, my junior year, I had went to the studio on the U campus with my, uh, my, one of my guys, Cam. And we went junior year of high school? High school. What, what high school did you go to? I went to Highland in St. Paul. Went to Highland, okay. Yeah. Scots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, Cam brought me to the studio with my homie Levi, and I remember the day, the next day, I was supposed to go take my ACT yep. for college or whatnot. So we was in the studio, and I recorded for the first time. We recorded over uh, Racks, uh, Rack, City? Rack City, but it was that uh, I got Racks on Racks on Racks. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Racks on Racks. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I recorded over that, that and shit. it was just yeah. like that moment I had fell in love with it. I didn't want to like leave the studio. I didn't want to leave like the yeah. process of just recording and like like just hearing myself. So I had stayed in the studio. I missed my ACT. And the crazy <laughs> thing about the ACT was. My avid supervisor from school paid for it for me. I didn't have the money at the time to, oh. to actually even pay twenty dollars for the ACT. Like my teacher paid for me, yeah. so like I had to go to school and tell her like, like I'm, I apologize for missing it. You know what I'm saying? You paid for it. What did you do? Yeah. And um, just from there on, it was like, it was like something I wanted to do. But like, even when I played basketball, I had always done music to the point that it was like. I knew basketball was my passion, but I, it always was like conflicting for me to think if like music was more my passion. Like I always kind of felt like music was, mm -hmm. but right. I was always talented in basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like I always had a promising future. What like, position you playing? Who? I played point guard. Okay. And like so, I was basically long story short, I was born with crooked heels, so like a lot of the pressure I put on my feet is on like the, the outside. So like. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Most people stand on the ball of their foot, <coughs> which I don't. I like I'm more standing like this, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So Your whole life it was like that? Yeah, so, okay. so when I played basketball, when I was like 16 or something like that, I had started going to the, to the doctor because my feet would start hurting when I was playing basketball. Yeah. So they started molding them, giving me like inserts and shit like right. that. And, yeah. Um, uh, it was like, it got to a point in high school where it was like, after games, I wouldn't want to like, Walk like you know what I mean. Like I like would not not walk. Like it was that painful. It was that painful to the point that like, I didn't want to run, play basketball no more. I just wanted to sit down and let my feet rest. So right. Like, my junior year, I played. I broke a bone in my foot mm. and I chipped it and I tore ligaments, but I didn't know and I played the whole season. Oof. Mm, okay. But after that, I had got surgery and I, it was dumb of me to get surgery. I should have because the basketball season was done like January. I yeah. should have got surgery right then and there. Right. Listening to my mom, I got surgery when school got out in June, which made me not be able to play AAU season my junior year, which is then like colleges, coaches can t actually talk to you and start recruiting you. And yep. Right. Going into your senior year. 
So when I went into my senior year, I just didn't have those like college looks that I wanted and I, I should have gotten, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Off of the fact of me not being on a circuit and not playing. So going into my college, my me, my, my first, I mean, senior year, I was just more like, man, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I want to like continue to do it. So after my senior year, I went to St. Cloud University <clears throat> and I wasn't, I didn't go there to play basketball, but I went there to talk and to actually try to get on the squad. Yeah. And I was talking to the coach. They had their team like set up. So I was going to wait a year and I was going to try out for the squad the next year. But I didn't even last that long. I lasted a semester because I like throughout that semester, I was coming home and I was coming home to record and I missed school because I wouldn't have a ride back up there an hour and stuff. I didn't have a car and stuff like that. Yeah. So at some point in time, I was just thinking to myself, like, like, what is, like, what do I really want to do? Like, you know what I mean? Am I going to continue to waste <coughs> my money and not go to class because I'm trying to do music? Right. Or I'm going to focus, you know what I'm saying? It was just for me, like, I've always just done what I've loved. Like, for me, I'm that's just me. I can't do nothing that I don't have a passion for. Like, yep. if I don't feel it, you can see it and feel it for me that I don't feel it and I'm not into it. So, like, one of the biggest, I was just like, man, I just stopped. I, after my first semester, you can come home for that break. I yeah. never went back to school. Yeah, and just focus just on like, the music. I started doing music. That was 2012. And, um, <clears throat> and then, so from there, it was just like, I was grinding just, you know what I mean, trying to get my name out there and whatnot and um i was working jobs and stuff like that and it was just like i tell the homies now man it was just really i was just trying to put the music out there and be in front of people's face man i did all like the the show the spoken words the open mics the the red seas the yep. the, the uh station fours when it was there yeah. so where now when it was there like, where i caught wind was the first for the love, I think it was that yeah, Amber that was, Ace put on. Station four, I think. And she'd be like, "Yo, you gotta check this dude out. He's cold, you know." And people say that all the time about their homies and their artists. But I checked her. I checked you out because she gave you such high regards, and then I wasn't disappointed at all. I mean, you've totally like escalated fast out here, and then just with the movie stuff, we'll get into that. But yeah, for the love was definitely an early stage. I've seen you. What's crazy is like when people talk, talk when I talk about like shows and stuff, I always give credit to Ace because she was the first person that told me I performed and I performed over my backtracks, and she was like, "Don't do that." That's hmm. real shit. She was like, don't do that. She said, "Like you want people to know what you're saying. Yeah, right. Like you want to stand out." And from that moment forward, I promise you, I ain't never. Shout ride out to Amber Ace. She does a lot for the community out here. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Ace. So. Yes, sir. And then, like, yeah, so it was just, man, doing the shows and just, like, just recording and stuff like that, man. Going through that whole process of, like, man, trying to save up money to get to get in the studio at Jesse's studio. You know right. What I mean? Jesse recorded a lot of my early stuff. And mm -hmm. then, like, from there, we built our own studio, and then I sat down and taught myself how to do recording, mix, right. and master my own stuff. And I was just like, if ain't nobody else gonna do it, I'm gonna cut out the middleman. So therefore, that's a the expense I don't have to pay for because right. I taught myself how to do it. Right. So it's like, I just looked at it as like that, and let, basically, man, let self efficiency is important. It, definitely, definitely. Let me. I want to rewind a minute. Shout out to Juice, Juice Lord. He's in here. He says salute. What up, Juice? Juice. Um. How good were you at hoop though? Like if you wouldn't have got injured, are we talking like D one, D two? Like how good were you? See my my thing is I don't have the height. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I had the shot, you know what I'm saying? I had the offense and stuff like that. Yeah. My defense wasn't wasn't like the best because of the fact like I would tell people like but I didn't want to make an excuse, but because of the fact of my feet, like because of my balance and stuff like that. 
when a person on offense and they're cutting, yeah. I couldn't cut as hard as like another sure. person could because like the the pressure that it would put right, on my foot. Right, right, right. But I wouldn't tell that to my coach and be like, "This is a problem." You know what I'm right. saying? Like looking back at, it, I could be like, "This is a problem going on like in high school." But because like, I I remember getting kicked out of the gym one time because. We was um we was wor uh practicing and I think we was about to play like Johnson or one of the big schools and we were running killers and I was the last person and he was like you're supposed to be the point guard you're supposed to be the leader and I'm like I can't run my feet hurt yeah he's like get the fuck out of my gym all right and I walked out <laughs> no, but because it was like I'm serious I was like being serious right like, my feet was actually hurting but like to tell you know what I mean like, yeah he don't want to hear that oh my feet hurt he's right. thinking like man, you just been running all day like right. like no like my feet was actually hurting it but like long story short like I had I, I had the ability to play D1 but with coaches and just with height and, and other factors like that and also visibility mm -hmm. that's what also like me I didn't play on like a a major AAU squad I didn't get I didn't get to 43 hoops the Howard Pulleys and yeah, stuff like right, that right. so I didn't get the visibility that some other players got you know what I mean yep. or like the Howard Pulley was dope you know what I mean so there's there's people like like or put it like this like when I was in high school like I, I one of my freshman year, I didn't get to play varsity because I went to Creighton Durham Hall and I went to a private school. Oh, you went to Creighton? Mm-hmm. And okay. when I went my freshman year, that my everybody that, uh, who were seniors was Mike Floyd, Chantrell Henderson, uh, Marcus Benz, all these top players. Squad. Actually, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Rayshon Kelly playing, like all these big people. Uh, and um, so it was like son. with that, oh, yeah. with that being said, who like the kids that who parents invested money into the school and stuff like that got more of course. favor. You know what I mean? Right. And so I didn't play varsity my freshman year, but when I went to Highland, I played varsity from sophomore year on. Yeah. Like, from my junior year, I led the city in scoring over D1 players. Eston, like, those are my guys. Eston, Roosevelt, Scott, like, all yeah. of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, I led the city in scoring. Like, my senior year, I was leading the, the, wow. the city in scoring, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I just didn't get the same look. Some people that, like, I went to high school with, like, that played on the bench, Got played college basketball, and I never played college basketball. Sometimes I look back at it like, dang, like I, I played basketball my whole life to play college basketball, and I never played it. But it was like I actually I just made the choice to kind of like give up, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause like my friend, like my senior year, like after after high school, I had a coach who had been training me, and I was uh, playing on his team throughout high school. He was coaching Division Two basketball. Okay. And he had knew a lot of coaches and everything, and he was like training me throughout high school with the woo. He's telling me like in order to go D one with your height, you got to shoot basically it was like 90, 60, 30. You got to shoot ninety percent from <clears throat> from two point range. I mean from from the layup and yep. in the paint, you got to shoot ninety percent. You got to shoot sixty percent from the mid range. You got to shoot thirty percent from the three point. Okay. That's how you're gonna make it to college basketball. So for my junior year, I was training on shooting the ball, and that's and that's that's what my my biggest thing was was shooting the basketball. You know what I'm saying? I was averaging twenty points a game, like four threes a game and stuff like that, but. Like uh, I was gonna go down there and and, and work out for a year, but yeah. So like basically, like my coach had wanted me to come down to Florida. He moved to Florida. Yeah. He wanted me to come down to Florida and take a year off. And train, just like train, work yeah. out. Yeah. And then he was gonna send me to the, like the connects he knew. Okay. But at this time. Like the transition from high school to college, yeah. My mind was kind of like my passion was just shifting. Now, are like, you still recording during this whole process? I was recording during this whole process. Okay. And I think what made me shift my mind was I went to the doctor one time and he told me that 
what they wanted to do was, in order to fix it, they would have to break both my uh, feet. Ooh. And I would have to learn how to walk again. Fuck you know, that, like, yo. Wheelchair, all that. And he was like, he told me, he was like, I don't think you want to do that right now at 18. He was right, like, right. That's something you might want to consider when you're older, when, you, when you're when you not trying to move around as much as you, right. as, much as you are. Right. And like, so, and I started just thinking like, okay, I'm in high school. If I could barely make it through an hour and a half practice in high school, yeah. how do I go through a rigorous practice in D1 college? Two yeah. days. And tell my coach, my feet hurt. Right. They're not trying to hear that at all. And in D one college, they're not trying to hear that. You right. know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it wasn't that like I lost confidence or nothing like that. It was just like with that in my mind and then also starting the music, I was kinda like, Man, alright, maybe I should just like just let it go, you know what I'm saying? And just and just try and just try the music thing or whatever. Yeah. And that's just basically what happened, man. I just kinda like just over time was just like it wasn't the, the same dream for me no more. Sure. You know what I mean? Where it's like where they say like everybody don't make it to the league and stuff like that. Like right. that's that's what it is. But at the same time, when I look at it coming like with music, one thing about basketball that I fucked up with was like I was naturally gifted. I never once really like trained hard. Like I did train coming into like high school and stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Like I can admit I didn't work as hard as I should have worked. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So with that mentality going into music, it was just like, because with basketball I didn't understand how big the world was, how many other players out there working just as hard as me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, when I got to actually get on the circuit and see how many people out there, like it's like, okay, maybe I'm not the only good basketball player back in my city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, just that mentality, just going into the music, it's like, man, I gotta look at it like, and I can't let nobody put up more shots than me. I gotta go to the studio more than anybody do. You know what I mean? I gotta sit in that studio when nobody wanna sit in the studio or whatever the case may be, just because. And in order to get where I'm gonna go. Just, I might have the talent, but that talent ain't gonna get me there. And I learned that from basketball. Cause right. yeah, I thought I was good. But if nobody knew me, if I didn't work hard, if I didn't get the visibility, where did I go? I just, I'm just another hood, hood legend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm just a nigga who was good in the hood that should have made it out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Yo, artists, I hope y'all are listening. These are jewels, jewels. right now. But, so it was like, my my mentality was like, okay, man, I'm gonna go into, I'm gonna go into music. And I'm gonna work hard, and I'm, if I'm gonna go 100 at it, I'm gonna go 100 at it, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna try to do everything that I can, as hard as I can, as the best as I can. Like, man, I could tell you're doing that. So. It comes out in the in the finished product, bro. So let me ask you this, bro. In regards to the music, I mean, everything happens for a reason, obviously, right? So do you have any regrets looking back from your transition from hooping to music? Or are you in a good place? You're happy with the way things worked out? <coughs> That's that power I told you. I see. It's like 50 cents. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I'm happy with how everything turned out because just with how everything turned out, I, I feel like that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it was written. But, like, I don't really have no regrets. I, the, more, the only thing I kind of look at now, I just want to get back in the hoop and, like, and that's not even in the sense of like college basketball. If I can get a men's league, I'll play men's league. You know what I mean? Just right. the feeling of like getting in the game, playing a, you know, an organized game of basketball. That's all like that exercise and stuff like that. But I don't really regret nothing just because like all of those lessons like taught me something. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I, I had to learn those in order to get here. Yeah. Maybe the only thing I would say like. I would just wish I would learn some of the stuff early on. Like, sure, you know right. Like, if I would have known some of the stuff 
I knew now at 18, I, I could have been maybe a, a step ahead or something like that. Sure. But that's just game for me to give to the youth, you know what I'm True. saying? True, like, exactly. Like to to the people that's coming behind me, man, and not be selfish with it. Like, yeah. So whenever I come across artists that I can tell serious, I try to just give them jewels. You know what I'm saying? On what to do right, and you know what I mean. I I I, like, I, I got clients who come to my studio sessions and they still picking up YouTube beats, and I just like, bro, like you too good. Like you know what I'm saying? Pull up, get get your original song. I got producers down here. I can call some producers for you. Right. But people <coughs> don't want to invest and, and you know what I mean do their thing. So. Yeah, that's the truth. Yo, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say Justin Goldman. He's on the IG live right now. He has a great comment. He said, "Your passion for creation to me is more meaningful than sports." I can resonate with this story. Don't get me wrong. Sports taught me a lot, but you're able to affect more change with your voice. So I think that's real. That is real. That's one hundred. And what, one one thing I can say from that is um, when I look back at it mm -hmm. between basketball and um, and music, this is how I look at it. Music has gotten me to do way more stuff than basketball has. Mm -hmm. And and what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that for like for me personally. Like I'm not saying that music gets you more than than basketball. Right, you're just saying for like, you. Yeah, for me personally. Yeah. Like yeah, I got a lot of accolades and stuff like that. Like uh, like cool stuff. You know what I mean? Through growing up, trophies and stuff like that. But like. With music, I mean, I didn't travel the world. Yeah. I didn't see New York. I didn't see just places my family ain't seen. That basketball ain't took me. Facts. Yes, mm -hmm. basketball can take you to those places, but for me, it didn't. It it didn't take me there. I didn't play for those teams that traveled to go see New York and stuff right. like that. Right. What did take me there was me. You know what I'm saying? Writing raps and stuff like that, and and and, and my songs got me to travel and see places and see people and Facts. cultures and stuff that money or nothing can take away from me. Yep. Like in relationships that I've built and just people that I've touched that money, basketball or nothing can't like you know what I mean, replace that. So like like he said, it's just like being able to tell a story that other people can go through and express that, like, is more rewarding because you might help mm -hmm. somebody in the end, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. And, and and with basketball, sometimes like we know the basketball players for only their talent, and we don't know them for like how they feel or their struggles or what they might have been through or their point of view on something. So right. like we not we, we might not be able to get that same connection right. that you get hearing your favorite artist tell you something that they went through. You know what I mean? That's true. And there are a lot of parallels between sports mm -hmm. and music, and I like how you were able to take that lesson, like. Like you said, you were gifted, so you didn't work as hard as you should have. Mm -hmm. But now with the music, obviously you're gifted. That's a God-given thing. But we all know hard work beats talent every day. Every time. So you can be the most talented dude out, but if you're not going to put in that work, mm -hmm. you're not going to go anywhere. So I like how you said, I'm in the studio. I got to stay in the studio. I got to keep working. And that's the only like the only analogy that I can have with music is basketball. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that can make me be like, okay, I, okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like to to humble me and like <clears throat> and like you said, like just even with just looking at it, it's like a lot of the time that that I put into the studio and I just and I, and I put in there, I, I I think about like because for me it was just easy to I would go in the gym and like we say for instance we we all know we're going to hoop right? Mm -hmm. It's twenty of us. We're going to gym. Whoever the captain is, like yo, I got Tyshawn first. Like that's how it was. You know what I'm saying? Or like. I'm the first or the second person to get picked, you know what I mean? Everybody know like that we play basketball, so it was like just ego thing. Like, 
and being in my city, not not going outside of here to see other places, other people, I'm thinking I'm the best player in the world. Yeah. In my mind, like, right. I'm going to the league. What you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's how I look at it. Like, right. But just with music, it's more like, yeah, people tell me I'm gifted. Yeah, people tell me I'm nice and stuff like that. But I can go to LA and somebody be like, man, that shit trash. <laughs> and I got to take it on the chin Like you know what I'm saying uh-huh. like, yeah. So it's just really more I'm more The best thing I actually Let me tell you The best thing I heard I seen Ray Allen say this Ray Allen said They asked him Was he scared when he took the shot That hit the, that, that won the game Against San Antonio in the mm-hmm. finals And he said no He said the reason why I wasn't scared He said because my whole life I prepared for that one shot Mm. That might have been my only shot. Mm. So with that, I was just it, it just took an analogy back to me with music. Like whenever I get my one shot, I'm gonna be prepared for it because I'm preparing for it. That's all I look at it as. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna look at it as like how hard I'm working. All I am is I'm just look at it. As I'm preparing for my one opportunity. So when I get it, yeah. I don't miss that shot. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to take that shot. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. somebody come in like, yo, I need you to go on stage or something right now. That's my one opportunity. I'm ready. Yeah. So you know what I'm you saying? You know, just, just your attitude, man. If every artist thought like you did or took that approach, man, we'd have a game full of talented, humble <laughs> artists. But it's not like that. People yeah. don't. People take their shots and piss on it. People, like you said, the hard work and dedication. I've watched some of the most talented artists, way more talented than I could ever be, but I outworked them and yep. and, and got into it. And now they're older now and they come to me like man you kept that shit alive bro you kept the shit popping like i'm proud of you and i'm just like man i used to look up to you dog like you were that dude like it's you're right man hard work paid off. i mean this dude i'm talking about people who can freestyle whole albums off the top of their head and yeah. i would be blown away in the studio like how does he come up with this shit yeah but decided to do other things you know with their life and 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 yeah you're right man that hard work and just being prepared they said like you know a success is preparation opportunity when they meet when it meets and yeah Yep. As long as you prepare for it, you're going to be all right. I think um, one, one thing, like, I feel like, <clears throat> and speaking about just, like, Minnesota, is, like, I feel like one thing artists should focus more on is the quality of what we're putting out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as Over a quantity, whole, yeah. as, a, as a community, in order to better ourselves, we gotta have a standard of quality that we that we can accept. So what I mean by that is like, if somebody put out something that's trash, don't sugarcoat that shit. Right. Like I'm sorry, like that's trash. You know what I mean? Because if we're sugarcoating trash, that's all we ever gonna amount to. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's all it's ever gonna be. And if we have a if we have a bar of quality, that's like yo. This is when we know your shit top notch. Mm-hmm. When you, what do I when you say all the time? Here. So then control. therefore you can weed out the motherfuckers that's serious about their their craft and the ones that's not. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because how can somebody spend more on their outfit for the video than they will spend for the video? Right. That don't make sense. You'll go buy the Balenciaga shoes, but <laughs> don't want to spend a thousand dollars for your video. Right. It don't make sense. Right. Like you know what I mean? Right. It's about like they got it all how bad up. you want to invest in it. It's like backwards. when people ask me like, how'd you how'd you shoot the mustard seed? How much mustard seed shoot cost? Um, who shot it for you? Like, and I tell people like. You willing to spend four or five thousand dollars for a video? Right. Like right. For for one video, like you willing to spend that? Like you willing to save up that much money and invest it into one song? Right. They don't want to do put that. it out and and still might not get where you want it to go, and then right. you gotta go back and do it again. Yeah. 
people you ready to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like for but some people aren't like. Trust me, you sound like me ten years ago, yo. <laughs> Thinking about it, man. We got, we got a question from Simply Psych on IG Live. She said, uh, "What do you do to maintain balance? Also, what keeps you humbled?" Um, what I do to uh, uh, keep balance? Yeah, my daughter is mm. like one thing that like balance and humble me because okay. like she don't know me for a colleague she don't know me for nothing but dad yeah and it's like <clears throat> i get to be me you know what i'm saying right. i get to be like me around her she don't get to judge me she don't get to like like criticize or think a jaded way or anything like that she just know me for a dad yeah. you know what i mean so like that or like how old is your daughter she just turned three okay that's a cool age man like yeah so like so she's talking and all that stuff but that or just like um really just my upbringing man like that's how you were raised man yeah like just like i'm still going through the same struggles anybody else going through man mm -hmm. i'm just as amen. broke as anybody else man amen like for real like i just make music that i'm trying to just tell my story you know what i mean that like and people like might like it but i ain't no different than nobody else so when i think about it like that like that's what keep me humble like i'm just in the studio like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but when it comes to i ain't doing no better than i mean like, you know I, I might be doing something but i ain't doing no better than anybody else can be doing for themselves right like that like yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. and and as long as i just look at it as like i just try to make it i try to not, never get make the get the music to make me bigger than who i am like and if I feel like if I always talk about what I'm going through and I keep and I stay honest and I stay pure in my music, mm -hmm. then it, I won't let it like get to my ego. You know what I'm saying? But like, but we at the same time like, it's natural to battle with egos. Like that's human nature. You know sure. what I'm saying? It's human nature to, to battle with that. Like because at the end of the day, like there's times where it's like I notice I'll be around people and like people would do some like stuff for me or act different in a sense like i don't know how to explain it like 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 i don't want to say like people are just like yes men or stuff like that but like you know how people would change on you even family members like, i get around my little cousin and, stuff, totally. and they'd be like man like oh you're famous now ha, ha, ha. like man i'm still the same cousin who's sleeping in the same bed yeah sharing the same clothes like right, <laughs> you right. know what i'm saying it ain't no different right it ain't nothing different so it's like I just like I try not to when I see that stuff I try to just like like be as normal as possible you know what I mean cause like there's times where you were like I, I know you probably know just going out in the sh like you could be at home being whiz so, right. you know chilling back laid back watching a football game and then you go to a show and now you gotta be big whiz yeah. you gotta be wackily it's a, it's no, a, you're I mean, right. It's like it's like we got alter egos in a sense. Like even mm -hmm. though we like we created it, I created Waikalik by me being Waikalik. So now when right. people see me, it's like I gotta be Waikalik in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can mess with your ego, but I do like like those are the things I try to use to, no, I get, to bring me back. I get in those conversations too. Like man, sometimes I just want to go out. I don't want to talk about no rap shit. I don't want to listen to nobody freestyle. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear your new song and come out and get with the ox cord. Like, I don't want to do none of that sometimes. But you're right. We created that. Yeah. And I, I learned a way how to just, 
I know how to I know how to deal with it without being rude, mm -hmm. but also telling someone like, yo, I'm, I came out just to watch the show tonight, like you did. You know what I mean? This is my favorite group because they be trying to talk to you when you're watching your man. I'm like, right. yo, I'm watching Nas they, right now, they, fam. They like, and, and yelling and you're like, trying to rap to you. And, and he's like, yo, chill out. Yo, can I get you on the verse? Can I do this? We're gonna do a whole album. I call that cocktail talk. Like, yeah, 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 yep. Sounds good today. Yep, That's for sure. Yeah, we're gonna do the album tomorrow. Bet. Oh yeah. And you don't hear from him tomorrow. Right. Yeah, we got uh, Brooklyn's own Toothy in here. She said, what would you say has been your biggest success besides being a father? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, being an artist, being a creator, independent... You know, make, making a living off of your passion, that's a great um, success. I don't know, but this might be corny or something, but I been performing for my mom at Prof Outdoors 3. There you yeah. go. No, that's not corny at and all. The reason why is because, like, my mom, she been to, a, like, a, like shows and stuff, but a lot of times, like, if they late at night and stuff, she ain't, she ain't out at them. Right. But it was, like, the first time where she'd been to a show and there was, like, thousands of people there and she could see me, like... Control do your the thing. crowd, like, yeah. actually, like see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I remember because all I could hear in the crowd while performing is, "That's my baby." That's my baby. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's, so that's like that's all I could think of. Like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the dopest moments. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. That's I gotta think, man. Like, and other than like that, like traveling, traveling. Yeah. Just because, like, I've met and just seen stuff like that's just like to me it's just so priceless it's just, I, like when we I, met, I moved to Miami we moved to Miami uh, I went with my brother Kim for his internship and I moved to Miami for two months I yeah. had $60 I was it to move to Miami like, yeah. and, and we was down there like sharing dollar burgers like cutting right. them in half here you go bro going to the little public buying hamburgers and hot dog buns mm -hmm. I mean hot dog buns and hot dogs with barbecue sauce and cheese like you know what I'm saying <laughs> and these little dollar feta cheese yeah. freezy joints you know what I mean Yeah. but like that time when I was down there dog like it was right after Miami won so we was down there the next day it was a Miami uh, parade um at the the uh, we was in a studio I done met a uh, guy named Juan That we still good friends with And to this day Juan is now When we was in the studio With him in Miami He was doing his thing But now he's DJ's Callis engineer So it's wow. like Like you just never know Who you run into Right like, right you, you know oh, I mean? I've been like, seeing him On Callis Snapchat Like Juan like Juan, Juan what do we that's got Oh that's him The secrets that's yeah guy, Like no 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 Don't play for him Don't play for him Are the Jay Z vocals in yet Are the Jay Z vocals in yet Juan Yeah that's him Yeah And it's like uh like just stuff like that like going to new york for my first time like like just little things like that because like that's just stuff that like people can't take away man that's right I, I i take to the grave yeah like you know what i'm saying me too like that's that's what i do it for you know what i mean when i say like when i tell like i do it for my passion like to travel my, yeah like you know what i'm saying like I, I tell all my friends all the time we had this conversation i like my girl i, I didn't talk to her about it like i didn't everybody looked at me crazy but like when i tell people like I didn't. Like, I chose not to work and stuff like that, just because of the fact that for me, I can't do nothing I don't love. Like I said in the beginning, so if I go to a job and it's not something I like, love to do or want to do, it's gonna show in my energy. And anytime that it shows right. like that in the workplace, I either get fired or I'm not Excuse there me. too long. So right. I'm either like 
hopping jobs or it just never worked out. For me, I've always wanted to create my own something, my own path, my own business, anything. Yeah. And even if music didn't work out, I taught myself how to mix music. There's always going to be musicians for the rest of life. Right. So I've all I've cre I've taught myself a trade uh, of trade that yeah. would, that would be around Skill, for, yeah. for the for the rest of definitely eternity. You know what I mean? So with that being said, it's just like like. When when I do when I look at music, man, it's not even about the money. Like I'm just looking at it, like man, doing it what I love. Just the that's, journey, and it's like that's exactly what I was gonna say. Gathering from what you're saying today, and just I, you know, I've known you for a few years now. You're not in it for the money. Yeah, the money would be nice, but you're in it for the culture and and, and experiences. Like I was. I mean, I was telling uh, Tone and a couple people, we went on a tour to Jamaica in 2014. We did a few shows down there. And that changed my life. Like, I found myself four years ago for the first time. Like, I really got to know me. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just from that's from doing music, you know, getting respected for the music, getting, like you said, people to like your music, and booking, and booking us out of town and getting the trip paid for, everything. But meeting the people and the culture and being on the island in Jamaica and, like, people who don't know me for shit telling me about myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just from my first conversation with them, like, there's a real powerful... Uh, uh, power of self in Jamaica and I felt like if, if it wasn't for music though I would have never went to Jamaica mm -hmm. and I would have yeah. never got that experience and, and never and, and like, found yeah. that as part of me and, and it, it's, it is real because like like, like, I, like I tell people man I, I find beauty in a struggle like I love True. a struggle yeah. it's because it ain't about the end goal it's about what you endure to get to there yeah. like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean so it's like Whenever I'm like going through a low time, I try to just remember like, man, there's something better coming. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cherish this moment because right. when I look back, like, man, I went through that. It you know makes you appreciate it. Yep. It does make you appreciate that, it. I, one thing that like, like I like just or I love about the choices I've made is like one, the stuff I got to see, but also the fact that like the man is created with me. Right. I didn't been through highs and lows to the point that like. I've had to look myself in the mirror and ask myself, like, am I the man that I think that I am? You know what I'm saying? And have to come oh, yeah. and look myself in the mirror and ask those questions, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, where it's like, certain sacrifices people ain't willing to make. Right. And that's that's where that's where it boils down to, like, you know what I mean? Like, a year ago, bro, I was living in my studio, like, room this big, dog. Like, for real. Like, when, when my daughter would be with me, my daughter was coming to me at, to the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's why I, that's that's what that's all I had. Right. Like, literally. So I made it work. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, I had to look myself in that situation, like, in the, in the mirror, like, how long am I going to be able to sit in the studio before I got to look myself in the mirror and be like, I'm going to be a man and step up or yeah. make something happen? You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, and I had to have those conversations with myself. Like, am I, am I really being or not being there but like supporting am I, how I should be or am I do had to have all those conversations of like what type of man what kind of dad am I am I am I making it in music you know what I'm saying is is everything working like all those conversations I had to have yeah and it's like but that's what made me stronger to realize like who I'm really am you know what I'm saying and what, a lot of time people hide behind those masks and what you're saying just reminds me of a 10 year ago me bro it's fucking great I have a line that I go by when I'm going through shit, and it's, he said, it's a rap line from one of my favorite artists, and he says that shit, staring in the mirror where I'm facing my opponent, stood there for days nobody folded, you know what I'm saying, like your worst opponent is yourself, at yeah. the end of the day, if you're, if you, if you got strong power of self and believe in yourself, that is your worst opponent, yeah. and I've been there man, 
totally, bro. Don't know, Looked like, in the mirror, like, are you Big you know, Wiz or are you? Yeah, I mean, you could be your greatest yeah, ally or your uh -huh. worst enemy, man. Uh -huh. It's really all about your mindset. And that's what I was just saying. People underestimate the value of how strong your mind is. True. Man. Yep. Like, yep. And it's just about going through those mental battles and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Anyone that's giving something, you know, just. <clears throat> silver platter to anything you don't appreciate it i don't you care don't. who you are i don't care what it is if it's tangible if it's not if you're giving something and you didn't have to earn it yourself no because just think about the money your parents would give you as a kid you'll go spend that shit on a pair of shoes but if you had to earn that 200 dollars, you know working hard you know raking yards or mowing lawns you're not going to buy a pair of jays off that you're gonna sit you're gonna hold that little 200 in your pocket for sure it's just, you, when you earn it it feels better man yeah it just does yeah. We got a couple comments here on IG. Um, Simply Sykes says, Sounds like a man who knows himself and isn't going to give in to the societal expectations. Oh, no. And uh, Mr. Dizzy Hendrix says, Kalik mixes are clean as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the homie, man. That's the homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, back to the first comment, like, no, nah, it ain't even about the societal thing. It's just more like, well, it kind of is, man, but <coughs> to me, I had a conversation with somebody about this other day, but like to me, when I got to school, I realized how many people was going to school and wasting time. Mm -hmm. They were wasting time and they was wasting money. Money, yeah. Because like majority of them people that went to school, they got it. They either changed their major halfway through. Yep. They got the degree and they're not working in the field of their degree, so it was like. There was nothing that on the major list that like excited me and made me want to do it. Now that's not me just being like, yo, just go say forget school. Like for me personally, I felt like after once once I got to 2016, 2017, and I I taught myself so much shit and mixing, it was like school can't teach me no more. They can't teach me creativity. Everything right. I've already taught myself, you will learn in school, which is the basics of how to run the program, the plugins, like how to EQ and stuff like that. Right. I've already taught myself that. Yeah. But creativity, you can't teach that. Can't teach creativity. That's it. That's no. it's either you got it or you don't. So 100%. It's like, With mixing and stuff? Yeah, yeah. with mixing and just anything. all of that. Like, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's like there was, why should I go back to school for and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn, to relearn what I know? when I could continue to just look at YouTube or whatever the case right. may be and stuff like that. But like but just with that, um, I just try to tell people, man, just follow follow their heart. Cause at the end of the day I feel like people they settle, man. I I've watched too many people just like uh they get these day jobs and they yeah. settle and it's yeah. like they they really don't want to work there but because they they got this job and, and bought this house or got this house now and got this car they and wait, also yeah. got this dog yeah they yeah. got so many bills that they're, they're afraid that if they quit this job now that they can't afford all that yeah. but nobody understands that you don't know what you are capable of doing until you are at your back against the wall put right. it like that yeah and that's one thing that i loved about me not at moments of me not having a job it was like there would be days I wouldn't have money, but my back against the wall, like yo, I gotta wake up and go find some money. Like not knowing that I gotta, I can go work for somebody, and I know I got a check coming, but I don't want to do this. But if I wake up and I find the gratitude and working for myself and making that money, I'm more pleased with that. You True. See what I'm saying like yeah. that for me, I'm more pleased with it. But 
I just try to tell people just follow what they 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 their heart is, man, like their passion, and and I ain't telling you just go quit your job, like find what what works for you. Happiness within, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying. He, what, what he said though about um mixing and self-taught. I feel like any engineer I worked with that was self-taught is better than any engineer yeah. that went to IPR. That went to I agree. Because they're taught away. Yeah. They're taught a systematic and, and way at IPR. That, and they stay in that, and, and, and in that, that box. Makes you dormant. So like and tech, self-taught. DJ D-Mill, self-taught. Yourself, self-taught. I mean, people that have actual accolades out here and that are, 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 are shine, shining down as our best engineers in the city are pretty much all self-taught. Yeah, I wanted to expand on something you said. Uh, this is an important message for like not only like artists but like people in general I would say it's like travel light like don't weigh yourself down like when you said you got the mortgage and you know now you got the car payment you got the dog you got all these things you got if you travel light it will allow you to be more creative and it will allow you to not have all the pressure of having to pay those bills every month so like I had this conversation and basically just with the conversation it was just about like Somebody was just like basically explaining like, but like, not saying like I didn't have enough, mm -hmm. but like I could have more, mm -hmm. right? And I'm trying to say like, yeah, I could have more. I want more, but that's not what I want now. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to explain that in order for me to get to where I want to go, I have to be okay with sacrificing not having certain stuff that other people have. Right. And I was trying to explain that. So, like, okay, if I True. go get that car, if I go get this, if I go get that, those are more bills, which means I have to make more income. Right. Which means, that's not saying I don't want to make money or nothing like that, but that means, okay, if, if money, if my music isn't making the enough income to pay for all that, I have to go get a side job or do something that I don't want to do. Take away right. freedom. Take away the time yep. put into the craft. You True. see what I'm saying? True. So, with that being said, is okay, with me, my whole thing was, when I was when I when I was uh, coming up, I never got into that. I didn't like my friends had cars at 16. My best friend bought a car at 18, 19. I mean, bought a house, not a car, bought a right, house. Like you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, uh, my best friend graduated college. Like I didn't have none of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it was also because when I was thinking about it, like, like, I my first car gonna be a rap check. That's yeah. how I'm looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might not have a car now. That's cool, but I'm going to get it in five years. I'll talk to you in five years. That's my mindset. Like, right. like you know what I mean? I was trying to explain that. It was like, yeah, like people want stuff. You might want something, but you want it right now. Yep. Or you, you know what I'm saying? But They don't I have the it. delayed gratification. Like, no, I, I, I got a bigger plan for something. Right. And it's like, it might not be right now, and that's okay. Because in five years, I might have it in five years. You know what I'm and saying? And you look back to this time, like and you said. Like, that's why, and, and you look back like, okay, that's why I did it. Like, I remember yeah. when I did Prof Outdoors, I remember walking off the stage. I remember the feeling of, like, not being picked for Soundset years years prior and stuff. And I remember not being picked for certain shows. And I would be like, man, why? Why not me? And I remember getting off of Prof Outdoors and walking off like, I realized now. And I was like, what made me realize was, like, I wasn't ready at that time. I mm. didn't have it at the time. Right. I didn't have enough practicing. I didn't have enough rehearsal of my songs in. 
and I re and I realized once I got off prof stage was like now I'm ready for it. Now I can go up in front of four thousand people and perform. Damn right. And yeah. I had to go through that to realize like, okay, man, <coughs> it just wasn't my time at that time. I wasn't ready for it. So it was like people. Some people get get like they want stuff instantly, but for me, I look at a bigger picture and I look at it as like everything gonna come when it's mm -hmm. supposed to. So, yep. And it was like um um. Like I said, I was living in a studio, and at the time living in a studio, I didn't, I wasn't looking to like get an apartment or nothing like that because I'm like, okay, if I get an apartment, that ties me down to here for 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 a year. So if I get a call and say come to come to California for six months, I gotta stay here or I gotta find a way to pay the bill here while I'm in California or whatever the case may be. But like going through that like th those was, that was something I was like pushing off like okay I, I'm gonna I'm I'm sacrifice and live in the studio because I'm trying to get to somewhere bigger but then I got to a point where like my studio clients and stuff like that also with my music and stuff like that I was generating enough income to now I am able to pay for an apartment and, and I'm okay and I'm good with it you know what right, I'm saying right. and I'm not struggling how I was a year ago be, but that makes me look back but at you the built four that or five up, years ago exactly. being able to when I did have a job to not having a job to now I'm able to pay for what I'm what I, my my living off of me now yeah. right. and it's like still I might not have enough money but if I'm able to pay my rent put some food in the grocery I mean food in the house get my daughter some diapers and clothes and, and and I can go to the studio every day that I'm satisfied. You're good. I don't need nothing more. Right. Some people do. And need it's it like all. for me, I don't need it right now because I'm working. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, the you extra got money going back into me. Like getting That's what works for you. And that's all you gotta worry about, what works for you, man. Yeah. It just sucks when like some people like not everybody when you're creative and you're thinking like that, not right. everybody understand your mind. Nah, I got the homies that pose up in the fucking Bentley with the new rims and he and he got like you said, the Gucci shoes and the and the fucking thousand dollar glasses. I got them, dude, but they struggle behind the scenes. That shit looks good out and about. There's a lot of show and tell motherfuckers out here that, that uh, half that shit ain't even theirs. Of course. You know, and that's that's the thing too. I was doing a video shoot at a jewelry store. And the guy goes, Big Wiz, man, any chain you want, man, you can wear it, man, for the video. Any chain, go ahead, put it on. He's pulling out his biggest chains. And I'm just like, fam, if it ain't mine, I I'm not wearing it. I'm not. He was like, all the rappers do, man. It's all rented jewelry. I was like, that's them, though. Right. I got my right. little pinky ring. That's mine. And that's that's all I need, bro. Yeah. I don't need that. Right. And that's, I get what you're saying, bro. I totally understand. We got, we got a question on IG Live. What would you say are some of your areas of improvement? So maybe things that you're trying to improve on in life? Um, my defensiveness. Okay. Like, you get too defensive? Like, yeah, I'm defensive. You take things personal like, a lot? It's, I'm passionate. Okay. Yeah. I'm passionate. Makes sense. So, yep. like, whenever I'm speaking about something, we cannot even be arguing. We could be just talking about something, and I, it just sound like I'm arguing with you just because I'm passionate when I'm speaking. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, that, like, my pride, you know what I'm saying? Like, my selfishness, like, just being more open, just, like, you know what I mean? Just with my time and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. just being better with that, like, my girl gets on me about spending time with her and stuff like that. So, I'm just trying to just be, um, because uh, like, sometimes just being a creative, I kind of, like, get into, like, where I'm just thinking about music 24-7, like, mm -hmm. nothing else matters, like, mm -hmm. 
I, I drain everything out where it's like I don't want like should be like my girl or something like let's go here or even if like my homies would be like let's just go out bowling or something I'd be like nah bro I just want to be in a studio mm -hmm. whereas like I just got to learn how to just be more you know what I mean Kinda and sometimes like, that that gives you though uh, more more things to write about that gives you material being out yeah. and about like so that's what I try to do because most of my music come from observation just like seeing right. stuff like being influenced by other people or something that I go through but yeah, that's just really my biggest areas. I feel like, man, just like being more selfless. Cause when I, I went through like creative blocks and and you know the writer blocks and shit, you know, I've, I've made music since the early two thousands, so I've been through it. And I, I heard an interview from Ghost, no, from Raekwon, mm -hmm. and it just resonated with me perfectly. He was like, man, because they were asking when's the next album coming. He took years to put out Immobility after yeah after uh, Cuban Links. He was like, I needed to live life. And experience life, so I could write more of these realistic reality raps that I that I write about my real life. Right. So I had to live five years of life to be able to give you substance enough for a new project. I was like, that's dope. Yeah. I get Sometimes it. Sometimes when I'm in a studio, um, I, I, I get conflicted because I'll be like, man, I see people like recording all the time. You know what I mean? Ten songs a night. Right. Like that. I was like, dude, I can record ten songs a night, but then I'll be trying like. To think about it, I'd be like, man, I really can't sometimes. But the reason why is because my music is such inspirational driven that, like, if I don't have nothing to write about, I can't write. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to force it. Or if I don't want to force it. Now, I could write to anything. Right. And like, about. But if I, don't, like, if I don't connect with it and feel it, I won't like it mm -hmm. at all. I don't care if anybody else like it or not. But if I, if I don't feel it, like, if I ain't connect with it, then, then it's trash to me. But. Like yeah, it's, it's that's how I be sometimes. Sometimes I, I try to be in there and make a lot of songs, but then I try to just focus on just like making whatever. Just like I'm gonna work, write about, and talk about. Yeah, word, word. So I was gonna ask you, um, where's the name why Khalik come from? Um, Khalik is Arabic. I think it's pronounced like Halik. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it, that that means creator though. Okay. And, like, how I came up with that was like, I, at first I was T. Wills, like my initials and shit. And I was just like, man, I need to change my name to like, I need to be something that's like, it just stick. Mm -hmm. And we was, I was in like class and we was like, history class looking up like, we was translating words or something. And I, me thinking about music, I wasn't even doing a damn assignment. I'm thinking about rap names, putting in names. <laughs> uh, I think I put I think I might have put in like creator or something like that cause I'm like just putting it in and Khalid came up and at first it was like young Khalid or Lil Khalid or something like that Yeah. I went to a studio and I was telling him like yeah man I'm changing my name my name about to be Lil Khalid young Khalid and he was like what? why Khalid? and he said like he was asking me the question like why Khalid like asking me why I choose that name Yeah. and I was just like yo that sounds tight why Khalid and then like we just kind of like ran with that's it that's dope hell yeah yeah but, but it also kind of like, it kind of like remind me of what I'm doing it for. Because if you think about it, it, it really means like why create, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's just like, for like, and that's just my reasons for me to think about why I do it for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And also yeah. like part of my brand, if anybody know me, is just like I'm real creative. Anything I put out is like thought out. And I feel like people expect that and know that from me. If you see a video, a song, a project, you know that like, you gonna be thinking about it or like what was his mindset going into this you know what I'm saying yeah 
Yeah, that's dope. I like that. Definitely. I always think it's interesting to see how people came up with their name. You right. know what I mean? That's dope. I like yeah, that. That's, yeah, that's how I came up. A lot of people be like, man, Wiz Khalifa, you copy Wiz Khalifa, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nah, I really didn't. I wasn't like thinking of like Wiz when I was like. I had to change Big Wiz when, when Wiz Khalifa came out to Nick yeah. Swisher. Oh, really? I, t I cut Big Wiz all the way out. I was um, done. I was yeah. so tight at Wiz Khalifa. Because <laughs> Big Wiz, you know, I've been for five years before he ever came out. I was yeah. Big Wiz out here. I totally changed my name, but then I came back like, nah, man, I got to just have that yeah. as my alter ego is Nick Swisher. Right. I did a whole album, don't say Big Wiz, on the album. It says Nick, Nick Swisher, Swisher. Took the highs and lows of Nick Swisher. I didn't yeah. even put my name on the album. Yeah, I remember that, Jay. I remember that. I was so tight at it, bro. Simply Sykes, <laughs> she said, uh, yeah, Khalid does mean creator. She said that. Nice. She said, uh, do people ask if you're Muslim because of your name? What's crazy is uh, most people don't ask me if I'm Muslim because of my name because they don't even pronounce it or think to say Halik or Halik. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, most people say Khalik or Khalik or something like that. Like, they don't even think that it's a Muslim name but uh, or Arabic. But there's a few people that are Arabic or uh, whatever that have asked me if I was Muslim and stuff like that. But I'm like, I tell them, like, nah. Or people, most people ask me just for my beard. That's <laughs> well, really to be honest. I've gotten that too. I get that like too. You're Muslim your beard. I've like, gotten it a few Muslim. times. I was like, no, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the mustard seed too. Obviously, you know the saying, yeah. faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. So, I mean, what's that's how you came up with that? Um, with the whole project was like that. It was like a multiple uh like uh, multiple things. Um one was my uncle passed, rest in peace to my uncle Arthur. He passed and one thing they found and it's uh like basically like I can't, re I can't remember exactly what was happening, but like, I think he was having an asthma attack or something like that, and he went down to the hospital, and, um, and he don't like needles or whatever, so when like, when they, uh, when they went to give him a needle, his heart started racing, cause he's like, anxiety. he can't, he can't yeah. talk, but he's like yeah. afraid of the needle, so like, with his heart racing, I think they gave him medicine to slow his heart down, Okay. Because like because he was I don't know if it was I forgot exactly like I don't know exactly I don't want to say the wrong thing like heart attack or asthma or something but yeah whatever it was it ended up killing him you know what I'm saying oh shit and um but uh long story short he had a mustard seed in his pocket when they when they found him they found a mustard seed in his pocket wow so when when I had seen that I just was like from that point on I just kept seeing and hearing the word mustard seed mustard seed mustard seed and then um. I started looking into it and then bam, I was having a daughter. And like, for me it just felt like, cause the time I was finna leave, I was it was like March, right around my birthday and I was finna leave to move to California. We, we was packing up everything, about to leave like in a week. I found out I was having a baby on the way. I changed my plans and I stayed home or whatever the case may be. It was like, when I, when I changed my plans, it was just in my mind like maybe it wasn't meant for me to go to L.A. It was meant for me to have a kid to, to change or whatever the case may be. So I just seen it as that was my mustard seed. Like mm. that was my like faith to know that there's something bigger coming. Like my daughter's my blessing. So that's just how that came. And then I just started making an album on it. And then we, we shot the short film. The short film was amazing yeah. if, you, if you had a chance to see it. I peeped it. Yeah. It's fly. I've supported everything you've done since I got to know you, man, and you've definitely uh, never disappoint, bro. Your music is, your music is. I'm, I'm from the era where I need substance. Yeah. So I'll listen to some new shit like, yeah, that's fly, but it will have no playback value. You definitely have 
shit that sticks with you, you know, that sticks to your ribs. Like, yeah, seriously, you definitely are one of our elite artists around here, man. And I, I'm excited I to see where you go with this. The crazy shit, thing is, though, like, <clears throat> I don't really care about it, but I feel like in the, the scene, though, like, as far as, like, respect, bro, like, I feel like people don't respect it as like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And what I, what I mean by that is, like, I feel like I have developed my own sound to the point that, definitely. like, I might not be the first person that somebody might say they like just off the fact that it's not something that they're familiar with hearing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like anybody who's like my fan, they had to listen to me a few times and like develop like a relationship to be like, yo, I, I, I rock with them. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's the problem with this era is the microwave popcorn music, yeah. man. They don't want to dig deep yeah. and dig in and cook it in the oven. They want to throw it in the microwave and that shit yeah. done in 30 seconds. <laughs> So, man, like, like I said, so I just focus on just trying to just stay me as much as possible, man. Whenever I'm making music, I feel like if I stay me, it's going to work out ten times better than trying to do anything else that ain't me. Like, yeah, yeah. It just, I understand that it's not, for the type of artist that I am, I understand that it takes longer. That's all. For sure. Yeah. It takes longer just because, like, in order to get people to listen to what you really got to say, it takes longer. It's, uh, I'm... I don't want to say less marketable than some other areas, but but we are. You know what I mean with the with the market, with the way social media is, the way record labels is, and the way what's selling and stuff like that. Like it's harder for for people that's talking about something to definitely. market definitely. So, right, you know but you're not I mean? compromising, which is good. It so is good. Like, and then if you're preaching something positive, it's definitely even harder. Like because mm -hmm. if you ain't talking about no negativity or if you ain't in no drama or nothing like that, you ain't in the tabloids. So it's like. Right. You gotta find a balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um, what inspires you to to create, man? Like, where do you draw your inspiration from? I try to draw my inspiration from just like people, just stuff I go through, like whatever the case may be. Like, if I see something or if I just like something happens to me, I go through a, a time in my life. I try to just write about it. Cause sometimes, like, I tell people, like, in order to find out whatever you want to know about me, listen to my music. True. I yeah. can tell you my and my music better than I can tell you in person. Mm -hmm. So it's like I just try to do whatever I'm going through. Just try to talk about it. Cause for me, it's harder to talk about it to somebody. Like to to break down my feelings. When I'm in that studio alone, yeah, I can cry or break down or or whatever emotion I'm trying to get across through the pen. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And right. I could. Like live with that by putting it on wax, you know what I'm saying? So like, yep. That's just how I look at it. So who are some of your inspirations? Some of your favorite artists? Yeah. Um, we do like a top yeah, five yeah, or like ten a top here. Top five, top ten. Uh, Whatever you can come with. People can't squeeze ten out all the time, but five. I'm gonna keep it real, man. I listen to music, but I don't at the same time. Like I just recently started kind of like. Being that guy where like oh a new album came out, let me kind of check it out. Let me yeah. hear a couple songs. Like, I'm the same way. I, I yo. wasn't that dude. Like right. You know what I mean? Like so, my inspiration is like Kendrick Lamar, one of my favorite rappers. Um, Great one. Yeah. Uh, and I also <clears throat> rock with a lot of cats that's not necessarily like the biggest artist, but I like Mick Jenkins. Okay. I so. Like Isaiah Rashad. Yep. Um, who else? I like Anderson Pack. He's one of my favorite too. Man. And these ain't like these ain't like top five or like no order or nothing. Just some shit you vibe and do. Just like you know what I'm saying. I rock with. Um, who else? I, I listen to Saba album and that joint five. Yeah. A Saba album. Yeah. Tight. I rock with Saba. Uh, 
Who else? Man, I don't know. Biggie. Okay. Pac. Like, yeah. I rock with both, but I like Biggie flow better than Pac. Yeah. But I still like both of them. Um, I feel you on that, too. I liked them both. I never took sides back in the day. Um, when we were young, you had to take, you had like, to take a have, side, bro. Like, I don't necessarily have, like... Like, no, like, you know how some people like, man, Nas, man, I've been listening, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, like, I kind of, like, was influenced by everything. Like, when I first, first started music, my favorite artist was yeah. Usher. Really? I swear to God, that's who I was listening Did to. Did you ever sing? Huh? No. No? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I'll get you a charger, though. For sure. So you never sang? No. Okay. Well, yo, man, you wanna have some sneaker talk with him? Yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sneaker freak, and I see you got some ones on. Oh man, these ain't nothing though, dog. Man, I know, but you know, I'm just we like to talk about sneakers. What's your favorite? What's like your go-to? What's you? Oh man. Okay, like I ain't, I ain't a sneaker freak how I used to be, bro. Yeah. Like I said, when I was Wale, yeah. I was working at the shoe stores and stuff. I'm talking about, like, man, I had a chance to get all that stuff. Like, all the drawers, and I had all those, like, yeah. phone posits and stuff. So I kind of went through my phase of, like, my fetish for, like, shoes to where, like, going back into, like, to where when I didn't do music, it was more like, cause my fetish for shoes was more like in high school when I was in basketball. Right, right. So when I started doing music, it was more like my money wasn't going towards shoes no more. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't saving up two, three hundred dollars to buy a pair of kicks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now it's just like, I just buy what I feel is tight. Like I don't care what it is. Like if I feel like it's tight, I just buy it. But my go-to for like Jordans, I don't wear Jordans like that. I only wear the ones. The only ones I wear. Is yeah. Ones. And it's an exception that I got like some sixes at the crib and stuff. But that's from actually when I bought them from when I was a shoe head. I right. still got them. And I got like some sevens. <coughs> um, Why only the ones? Because I feel like they look the Yeah, we good. Uh, they look they look the best like with like an outfit like you know what I'm saying like I feel like. The like, ones are more of a lounge fashion. Like, yeah, they like mm. the most like fashionable ones. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But and then I just had all of them to the point that none of them makes me like feel like it's exclusive anymore. Right. That's right. true. I don't feel like I don't know. I feel like everybody got on Jordans. Jordan's got it's got oversaturated. Yeah, it almost I got played out too. I put on me, a man. pair of Jordans like that just came out this Saturday. I feel like everybody well, gonna have them on the next cat that just walked in the yeah. store. I don't know, man. That's why I don't do like drugs. Just right. buying right. some. I buy some Air Force Ones, some Air Maxes, some Adidas real quick. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah like, call it a day. No doubt. Until Word. I can get that money to afford whatever shoes that I want and how many pairs and stuff like that. Then, like, then it'd be different. Because I'm still a shoe head at heart. Yeah. I'm, I just know I ain't spending the money on it, so I don't really care about buying shoes now. Right. But when I get the bread too, oh, my shoe game gonna be crazy. Like, yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> I've always been a shoe dude. Yeah. Yo, so, um, what you got coming up? Um, like, what can the people look forward to? What can we expect from Wacom? I'm about to drop for, off of my EP uh, from Clearwater. Yeah. I celebrate. I got that video about to drop. Yeah. And, um, uh, that um, I have another video coming out 
and I'm gonna have another project I'm gonna release. Okay. So you got a release date on the project? No, no. Not yet. You in the process of recording it right like, now? Oh, I got records. And stuff. <laughs> I'm just not. Um, I'm just not a uh, like basically in a rush. Yeah. Like, like I'm gonna get it out timely just because like I'm start. I understand like how the attention span works nowadays. Right. You know? yeah. Like I put out Clearwater in July, and it's probably been about seven or ten albums that's came out since then, including the Carter Five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like. Nobody's like the attention that's on Clearwater isn't the same as it was in August. So it's like right, yeah. people were already wanting the music. You right. know what I'm saying? Like so it's like. Yep. But at the same time, I'm not like on some like just creating some some fast stuff and just like putting it out. That's never been my tea. Like I've always thought my stuff out and like a lot of these records that I put out, I've, I've been holding on to them for a while. You know what I mean? Or like. Some of them be new, but some of them be a year old, you know what I'm saying? I, or ideas that I've been holding on to for a while and stuff like that. So, like, a lot of stuff be thought out and it's time that I put into it that, you know what I mean? And on top of that, I'm not putting it out right away because my, my brother Cam from the release a project and I want to promote his and not, sure. like, get, and get in front of it and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, dope, man. We hope. Wakleek, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Yes, you know what I mean? Let them know one more time where they can follow you. Man, they can follow me. Find me on Wakleek, at Wakleek or Wakleek.com, W-H-Y-K-H-A-L-I-Q. And that's it, man. Make that's sure y'all go subscribe to the channels, man. Go subscribe to the website. Y'all be able to get all the notifications of when we drop and stuff like that, new merch, stuff like that. Yes, yeah. sir. Well, also, if you got kids, if you're in the St. Paul area, man, if, you want, if your kids need some after-school um, programs to go to, then go to the Oberec Rec Center. On Wednesdays, I go up there and I do a Save the Future workshops, and I'm helping kids. I started off with helping kids learn how to mix and master like their stuff, but at the same time, some of the kids are so young that like they're not necessarily that interested into music, and yeah. I'm not like, I'm going to force them to learn how to right. make music. So. Right. If the kids, if they want to play basketball, I'll go up there and play basketball with them. We can do photography, whatever the case may be. But if you want to get your kid or whatever the case in into, like, extracurricular activities and stuff like that, you can bring them down to Oberex in St. Paul. I'll be down there helping out. So there you have it. Cool, cool, cool. Make sure we say the future. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We owe another. Thank y'all for having me, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Appreciate you coming in. We're gonna have you back for sure, bro. Yeah, we gotta do a part two, man. We owe that wraps up another episode of the Twin City Tone Podcast, episode fifty-five. We out. Peace. Peace.